There is no other kind of women other than biological, biological women, so that's kind of a redundant phrase. These issues are affecting every realm of culture, the law, the school system, the medical arena, as I mentioned, sports. The New York Times is considered the left-wing Bible. A mother called me. One of her kids had been impacted by this ideology in the schools, and she thought everything was fine because, and I quote, I read the New York Times every day. Hello and welcome. I'm Olivia Brown with WJ Now. Today we have Brandon Showalter. He is a journalist from the Christian Post who has been very, very active in reporting about transgenderism since 2016. This week is Transgender Awareness Week. When did this start of the rise of talking about transgenderism start? And when did you decide that you wanted to report on it? Well, it was a combination of things. Uh, my editors did assign me these stories, and so that sort of happened soon after I got started in journalism in 2016. These issues have been around for a while, but the explosion of these gender identities have really taken off in the last five to 10 years. Um, I think what has become uh, more recent has been the medicalization of gender and there's been heightened awareness of how this has uh, infested our medical system with children being put on experimental drugs and undergoing these radically invasive surgeries but these issues are affecting every realm of culture the law the school system the medical arena as i mentioned sports uh, so i've been diligently reporting on those issues for several years at the christian post especially in the last two years <clears throat> So just recently, the New York Times put out an article and on Twitter, you said that detransitioners should absolutely sue them for this. Why do you believe that? Well, that's a bit tongue in cheek, but it's just it was an expression of my frustration because the New York Times is considered the left wing Bible and they have lied. They have used euphemisms to cover up this grotesque medical scandal. They have manipulated language in service to dogma and they tell unsci they just the unscientific truths, uh, unscientific, you know, claims that somehow these medical this, this medicalization is somehow safe or reversible or totally fine and they've called it gender affirming care. It's a lie. There's nothing affirming about one's biology by putting a child on irreversible hormone blockers. The the, uh, the NHS in England not so long ago changed its website to say that blockers were reversible to then say that there's not much known about the long-term effects. That we know hormones alter your body and people who go into Planned Parenthood and get these hormones, for example, are not disclosed. They aren't told the full risks. I mean, I've, getting, I've gotten phone calls from detransitioners. And, and in fact, just to put a strong point on it here, a mother called me who's one of her kids had been impacted by this ideology in the schools. And she thought everything was fine because, and I quote, I read the New York Times every day. Yeah. She thought everything was fine. Meanwhile, children are being rendered sterile and they're being disfigured. And the New York Times has cheer led for this movement. 
But only now they're just saying that puberty blockers may have some questions. Today they put out an article raising the questions that, well, they pause puberty, but does it have a cost? For those of us who have been shouting into the void for years, yes, we know it has a cost. Shame on you, New York Times. We've been trying to tell the truth for years and you've ignored us. There has been a movement of detransitioners. Do you think that we are going to continue to see that? Uh, well, of course, because the medical harms are increasingly unignorable. I mean, we're, we're seeing many, many detransitioners show up in the media and say, uh, like Chloe Cole on Tucker Carlson the other night, speaking about how this process started for her at, I think, age 12. And she was put on blockers and then hormones and I think had her breasts cut off at 15. In what world is this okay? We're disfiguring a child's body in service to a physiological impossibility? I'm sorry, no. This medical ethics has completely collapsed that you would do this to a child who can't consent. We know that the brain doesn't finish developing until age 25 or so, according to the neuroscience, but somehow it's okay to give a child drugs that will cause him or her to be infertile. A child can't consent to that. So uh, yes, there are going to be more and more people who realize what was done to them and that they didn't have the cognitive capacity to understand what was happening. But we're also seeing a number of young adults come forward and say that I thought that this was going to solve my problems when really I had a lot of other underlying mental health issues that weren't addressed. Gender confusion, it's a nightmare and I feel sympathy for anybody who experiences it. It has to be a terribly hard thing to endure. But that's not a hormone problem. It's not an endocrine condition. You don't pump your body if you're a female full of testosterone and risk all of the horrific health effects just to alleviate a psychological question that could be best helped with therapy. It recently went viral that Brian Wynn won the local Miss America title holder. And how is a transgender winning a beauty pageant harmful to biological women? Same with everything that's been going on with women's sports. Well, there is no other kind of women other than biological, biological women. So that's kind of a redundant phrase. But I think it just does speak of the, uh, just the, the utter ridiculousness of this whole thing. I find it very interesting that people are up in arms about a beauty pageant when, I mean, not that it doesn't matter. And of course it's demeaning to women and it's stealing an opportunity from him because he's a male, he's a man. He's not, he's not a woman at all. And so I, I think it, you know, anything that steals an opportunity from a woman, whether it be a beauty pageant, which I'm admittedly not a fan of, but whatever, or a sports scholarship, or any kind of thing that has been set aside specifically for women. No, it's it's misogyny, it's ugly, it's, it's terribly regressive. And I, I think that people have had enough of it. They're starting to realize just how uh, insane this is. Um, we, we know that men cannot be women and that's just a plain scientific fact. Um, so yes, it's very demeaning and damaging to women and their opportunities. What are your thoughts on after just this last week election, we saw that there was two transgender people that won elections, one in Kentucky as a school board member and another in Minnesota as the first transgender state lawmaker. Both of those are the first of those states. What is your thoughts on them winning the midterm elections? How will this impact society going forward? Well, there is no such thing as a transgender lawmaker. I mean, they are males or females, that's it. And so I, I think that, you know, th this is, it's only serves to undermine, it just, the fact that we're even using those terms as I think undermining 
reality. I mean, they're either males or females. That's it. So, <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt that those lawmakers, those newly elected people will push policies that will push this ideology on the public, which is insane. And, you know, there is no such thing as a gender identity. There's no blood, there's no blood test, brain imaging scan, or a genetic marker to ever indicate that something like that, that exists. We're either male or female, everything else is a lie. You have said that you believe there is a neo-gnostic transgender ideology. Can you dive a little bit more into that for our viewers? Yes, as newfangled as this all seems, I say neo-gnostic because it, this is just Gnosticism updated, where the body is somehow viewed as bad, and the Gnostic, the one who knows, is that the mind or this state of their consciousness is somehow good, and that the body must be overcome, and reality must be transcended. N.T. Wright, the renowned theologian in England, wrote an op-ed to the Times of London some years ago, articulating that very thing that this is a new form of Gnosticism. So uh, it's very degrading and demeaning to the body to pump it full of experimental drugs in pursuit of a physical impossibility. It is also degrading and demeaning to the body to try and alter it and undercut the fundamental integrity to it as male or female. Removing a healthy organ is not a medically ethical practice in my view, and it's especially unconscionable when it's done to a minor child. Where can our viewers find all your reports on transgenderism? Our new podcast at the Christian Post is called Generation Doctrinate, Generation Indoctrination, Inside the Transgender Battle. It is a five-part uh, documentary style, audio-only investigative podcast series where we tackle this issue in five episodes, how this has affected schools, the medical system, the history and the philosophy of this, and we speak to a detransitioner and two other voices there at the end. That last episode was just released this past Friday. I do urge everyone to go check it out on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. It's of course available at christianpost.com. Thank you so much, Brandon, for joining us. Thank you.